This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Please be sure to subscribe and share with friends and family. To help support this ministry, please visit walkwiththeking.org forward slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much. And hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? Well, that little greeting from your friend Bob Cook establishes the fact that we are permitted by God's grace to have just a few moments once again to look into his precious, eternal, infallible, inerrant, inspired word, the Bible. We're looking at 1 Thessalonians, and we're in the middle of verse 5 of chapter 1. Our gospel says Paul came not in word only, but also in power, our word dynamite, and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. That's about where we were the last time we got together. There's a, a, a little Greek word called pleroforia. It's used here and three other places, and only in these occasions, except in certain other ecclesiastical writings. But in the scripture, there are these, these occasions. Right here, the gospel came in much assurance. And then you have in Colossians 2.2, 2, the matter of the full assurance of understanding. Let me read that for you. I've got a great burden, Paul says, for you, that your hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love unto all riches, here it is, of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father and Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The full assurance of understanding is that all you'll ever need to know about God is in Jesus. That's what it's saying there. The mystery of God, the Father, and Christ. All you'll ever need to know about God Almighty is in the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who becomes your Savior when you acknowledge him as Lord and confess your sins and forsake them. Furthermore, the only way you'll ever be able to call God Father, our Father, which art in heaven, the only way is through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what this verse is saying. The acknowledgement of the mystery of God, that's his sovereignty, and of the Father, that's your relationship to him in a family way, and of Christ, who makes it all possible. That's the full assurance of understanding. When you begin to understand how you can be related to Almighty God as your loving Heavenly Father, it gives you assurance, and you can come boldly, as the writer to the Hebrews says, to the throne of grace, to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And then in Hebrews 6, 11, there's the full assurance of hope unto the end. Uh, and I love that 10th verse that precedes it. I think we ought always to have the, the 10th verse with the, with the 11th. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love that ye have showed toward his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister that you have showed toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Now, the full assurance of hope is found in a person. God has begotten us again unto a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Christ is our hope, we read in Colossians. And so the basis uh, for any hope you have for the future, not a wish now. A wish is something that you might like to have. A hope is something that is based upon fact. And the only basis you have and I have of hope for eternity is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. However, he said, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you've showed toward his name. How did you do it? You ministered to the saints and you do 
minister. And he said, we desire now that you show the same assurance, the same diligence, keep on doing the same thing, in other words, it, to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Don't be slothful, said he, but followers of uh, them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Strangely enough, and yet not strangely, Paul ties this matter of hope to a continuation of a, of a life of ministering to others. He said, I want you to show the same diligence in, in this matter of the full assurance of hope unto the end. Uh, you want to think about that? The basis for your hope is Jesus. The continuation of your hope is in commitment. The, the outworking of that hope is in a ministry to others. Isn't that something? Word ministry is our word deacon, made into a verb. Diakonesantes is the little Greek word. Uh, what did the deacons do? Well, they helped to feed people. Originally, Philip branched out and became an evangelist, and others did the same thing. Uh, Stephen became the first martyr. But to, to minister... He that would be great among you shall be your minister, Jesus said. Same idea, serving. Paul said, we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves your servants. That's the Greek word doula, slaves, for Jesus' sake. This whole idea of trusting Jesus, committing yourself to Jesus, and then doing things for others as a result brings what the writer to the Hebrews calls the full assurance of hope unto the end. Many a person has doubts because he's sitting around doing nothing. It's that simple. You get busy for the Lord and you'll find that your faith is strengthened and your heart is warmed and you're challenged to give yourself completely to his service. Then there's the full assurance of faith. And that brings us over then to Hebrews, I think it is chapter 10. Let me look. I'll turn the pages of my big Bible here. I got a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. Let us draw near, he says. We've got a new and living way. Boldness to enter into the holiest of holies because of the blood of Jesus. A new and living way. Let us, and we got a high priest now, said he, over the house of God. Jesus is our high priest. So he, let us draw near, said he, with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies Washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for he, God, is faithful that promised. Draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. So you got the full assurance of understanding when you realize that Jesus is the key to knowing the sovereign God and knowing God as your Father. You got the full assurance of hope in realizing that after your commitment to Christ, you have also committed yourself to service in his name. And now, he says, full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled, that's, uh, that's a reference to the cleansing blood of Christ from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water, that's a reference to the word of God. The, Paul says the washing of water by the word. 
Jesus said, Now are ye clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So what the, to paraphrase it then, he says, have a, a, a full assurance of faith, having our hearts cleansed through the blood of Christ, our consciences cleansed through the blood of Christ, and our bodies cleansed by an application of the word of God. And then he said, hold fast the confession of our faith because he is faithful. What's the basis then of this full assurance? The blood of Christ, the word of God, and the faithfulness of God. That, my friend, will give you assurance as you come to him. The blood of Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanseth us from all sins. There isn't anything you've ever done or ever could do that isn't covered by the precious blood of Jesus. He paid it all. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And by his stripes we are healed. Wonderful, wonderful truth. Calvary covers it all, the songwriter sang. So you can come in full assurance. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus, because of the word of God, applying it to your life, and because of your profession, your confession of faith in a God who is faithful. If we believe not, Paul says over in Timothy, and that means if we run out of faith, that's actually what the phrase means. If you run out of it and there isn't any more faith left, you don't have any strength to reach out and believe God, it says, he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. He is faithful that promised. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. God is faithful by whom ye were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh, the faithfulness of God. Go back to Lamentations. Great is thy faithfulness. It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, said the prophet. So you can have full assurance of faith. Why? Because the blood of Jesus cleanses you. The word of God cleanses your, your body and your actions. And the faithfulness of God is something you can depend upon, though the mountains be removed into the midst of the sea. Full assurance. Now he said our gospel came in that kind of assurance. I have to tell you that you can only communicate the gospel in assurance if you have a personal experience of this wonderful Savior. If indeed you have full assurance of understanding and you know what you mean when you say, Our Father. If indeed your life is committed not only to Christ as your Lord, but also to ministering to others in his name. And if indeed you're depending upon his shed blood and his inspired word and his faithfulness, and you have that as your personal experience, then you can spill it over to other people. Give some thought, beloved, to getting your life so full of the blessing of God that it just spills out. Witnessing, as we call it, communicating the gospel, sharing Christ with others, will not be so much of an effort as it will be an involuntary reaction to the fullness of your heart. Like a young man in love who can't help talking about his sweetheart, you, with your heart full of love for the Lord Jesus, will find it impossible to keep from speaking about him. Much assurance. It's good truth, isn't it? No, not only that, but he, Paul himself became a model. As ye know, he said, what manner of men we were among you for your sake. You know, he said, what kind of a person I was. And so you became followers of us and of the Lord. 
and then you became examples to other people. Preaching the gospel depends for its effectiveness on the kind of person who preaches it. Sad but true. Some of these folk who've, uh, who've stumbled and fallen in the last years and have become a national spectacle thereby, people tell me it's pretty hard to believe their preaching after a while. And I suppose that's true. The truth of God hasn't changed, but the person who's proclaiming it has changed. Oh, what an awesome and frightening truth that is. It ought to make every one of us tremble. Paul said, you know what kind of person I was. And you, be you became a follower of me, and then you became examples to other people who followed you. The way God works is the multiplicational method. You find it in 2 Timothy 2.2. The things which thou hast learned of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So it's from Paul to Timothy to faithful men to many others. And every one of us needs to find his Timothy or her Timothy and spend time with them so that they can, they can begin to grow in the word and they then themselves then can train and teach and lead others. This is the way it is. This was not unusual. This is not out of the way. This is the way God works. What was it? Paul was the real article. And the people in Thessalonica began to live like he did. And then other people in Macedonia and Achaia began to live like they did. That's the way God works. Well, we come back to this the next time we get together. Dear Father, today, oh, may we spill over the good news of the gospel from genuine committed hearts and lives. In Jesus' name I ask it, amen. Till I meet you once again by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.